Hello. Hey, everybody. My name is Bob, as you know, because you're listening to my podcast. And I don't know if you know this, but coming to bookstores, that's right, bookstores, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, Target, Amazon, you name it. December 6th, you can order Monty the Dinosaur at your local bookstore. That's right, my man. If you don't like going to comic shops because they're stinky and kind of sweaty and and maybe the people in there aren't too nice or you've never been to a comic shop and you're intimidated by the process of it, first off, you're going to the wrong comic shop. And second off, you don't have to do that to get Monty the Dinosaur. It's available on Amazon, on Barnes & Noble, at Target.com. It is available all, all over the wide, wide world web, my man. If you want to read a great comic book, if you want to read a great comic book to your kids, go out and order Monty the Dinosaur at Barnes & Noble at Amazon, wherever fine books are sold. I've always wanted to say that. Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. DorkTrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. Hey, everybody. We haven't done an actual intro to this show in a really long time. Welcome to Dork Trek, the once-a-week Star Trek podcast. We are currently reviewing DS9. Go back and listen to all 224 episodes, I think it is, where we review everything from Star Trek Next Generation, the first couple episodes of G.I. Joe, A-Team, Twilight Zone. We do it all. We do it all, but strictly, mainly... Primarily Star Trek. We're here with uh, Dennis. Hello, Dennis. Hello. Ben and Jenny. Hello, Ben and Jenny. Hi, guys. Hello, everyone. I would just like to point out that DS9 stands for Deep Space Nine. <laughs> Deep. Okay. I don't know. Did you feel the need to let everybody know that? You think they'd be... Well, okay, so I, this could be... Every podcast you do is potentially the first podcast that somebody listened to and the last perhaps and so we could have there could be this one guy or like anything about star trek he tunes in and he's like what what the hell is a a ds if he's listening to us and doesn't know what ds9 is like he should probably go watch the show first well if he doesn't know what star trek is why would he be listening to a dork trek podcast did he just hit random on his odd thing it could have been or maybe he's like Uh oh "Oh, i i I'm a dork, and I'm on this life journey. Maybe these people... I don't think we've been new me. and noteworthy for a while, so... <laughs> I think Ben's feeling salty. <laughs> salty Ben. <laughs> I had to explain what where neutrinos came from today, so, you know... Yeah, well, somebody asked, and I figured I might as well let you do it. You're the smart one. And Dennis and I, and Dennis and I have come up with the idea that you're, you've been a father for so long... Um, much longer than Dennis and I put together that you just say stuff. And even if you don't know if it's true or if it's the real answer, you say it with such fatherly conviction that everybody says, okay, that's cool. Yeah. That's because he's just a good liar. Yeah. That, that, that's more, I could do this before the kids came along. Yeah. But, yeah. So you're just a bullshitter is what you're saying? No, I'm a liar. Bullshitting. You know, there may be some redeeming quality to it. I'm, I'm just straight up a liar. You're a liar. Mm-hmm. Except uh, for the, the Rollins band wrote a song about you. <laughs> but I will say this. You're a good guy. I'm a romance. For a liar? You're one of yeah. the best. I, I, I like Ben. I always have, always will. Ben's a good dude. I'm one of the good ones. Yes, and uh, Jenny's fantastic, and we have a wonderful podcast. Right. And let's talk about this episode that we're watching. It's called Second Sight. Yeah. I could have come up with a better name. It's yeah. not a very, uh, you know, insightful name. For that. <laughs> <laughs> you little trickster. Like maybe uh, doppelganger or something like that would have been better. I don't know. Doppelganger I'm, I'm always. A, I'm not a title guy. That always c- kind of catches me more as like a evil an evil twin, like, well, this is, she's not evil. She's just wearing a low cut shirt, exposing her hot black titties. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I yeah, would recommend that's, that's how she, when she wants to go out and be bad, that's, that's an evil doppelganger. It's really funny. Like once you get yeah. down to what happens and why it happens, it's awesome. Yeah. But, um, so he's doing his little log there, Mr. Cisco, and he's like, oh, man, it's been four years since my wife done died. And I don't know if I'm sad because she's dead or because I almost forgot. 
And then his son comes out and they have this weird conversation about a dream that his boy was having. And he's like, I miss my mom. I miss you too. And I love you. And I love you too. Which is a nice moment between the two of them, even though they're saying they love each other, but I don't necessarily believe it because they're neither one of them are looking at each other. Well, they're awkward. They're just awkward parent and teenager. I'm just like, I, I love you. Like, they know they should say it, but they just don't really feel comfortable saying it. To well, each other. no, no. It's uh, I think yeah, just getting a, getting a teenager to say "I love you" has got to be pretty difficult, right? Yeah. Well, see, this is the next stage in human evolution, though, because now fathers don't say they love their children, and the children just you know assume they do, and that's how it's been. But we we moving toward being able to say "I love you" to our sons, and our mm-hmm. sons saying "I love you." So in the future, we can actually say it without even hesitating. But you just don't make eye contact. I love you, Floor. <laughs> I, I mean, Dad. Sorry, I was looking at the floor. <laughs> I love you, too, uh, Replicator. I mean, son, I was looking at the Replicator. I didn't mean that. <laughs> Let's see. You want to just try? Let, you, you know, know what I mean. Let's just forget it. Let's just forget it. We'll just kind of bro. You want a bro hug or something? Like hand pound? Uh, uh, my man's is The arm in between. Yeah. Arm in between. Can't make contact. And you got a pet. Yeah. yeah. Because when men hug, they have to be violent. But in the future, it's okay for Fine. fathers and sons to touch each other's dicks. So they're like, all right, let's touch dicks then. <laughs> all right, cool. Don't tell me that you love me, though, because that's un- uncalled for and weird. But totally gay. <laughs> touch my dick, though. All right, great. Yeah. There are still lines that you can cross here. <laughs> you just don't make eye contact while you're touching. That's why he's me. looking at the floor. Ooh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't look at me while I'm touching your dick. Because mm-hmm. then it could be anybody's dick. It's just no, right. no. And, and that's the that's the it fun. Could be anybody's yeah. hand. And then you look yeah. over and go, "Oh, Brian!" <laughs> it's like, "Ah, Miles, <laughs> <laughs> got another one." <laughs> uh, your dad told me to come in, and uh, we tried. We played this game, and uh, <laughs> my marriage is a shit. <laughs> you touch my dick, God! I gotta go fix some stuff. Kato has a dick. That's the only reason why we're still married. <laughs> Fix away the awkwardness. Um, so yeah, so then Cisco goes on like a soul-searching walk through the station and he's looking longingly out the window and then out of the blue, there's some hot black chick who shows up and she's like, hey, sailor. And then, you know, it kind of goes from there. It's always a good day when your day starts out with a hot black chick just meeting you randomly, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why, does, why does she have to be black? Can't she be a white chick or like an Asian chick or like some kind of alien chick? Like, why is it that they always have to put black and black people together? You know, like we had this argument on uh, on the other show that we watched for seven years that's escaping me cng there you go I th- I'm, I'm tired and i think i'm like onset dementia starting to kick in oh uh, yeah but like jordy would only be and on black chicks like if you saw a black chick special guest right go oh, that's jordy's and you're yeah. shit it's like jordy's like fucking hey bro i'm up <laughs> like, what, is, what does that happen hey, you think uh lavar burton would look at the call sheet be like, oh wait, who's it? Who's it? Oh, nice. <laughs> that sounds like that sounds like this is a Jordy. <laughs> well, depending on the age, it's either like older relative or love interest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. or both. I mean, don't make eye contact. <laughs> ben Vereen's the guest star. What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want this to be a Geordie one. No, no, no. Be right. Be right. I'm, right. I'm good. I'm good. Where's Pulaski when we need her? <laughs> Let her be in this episode. Grandma. <laughs> Grandma. She slept with everybody but Picard's father slept with Pulaski. That's that's my theory. And why not Picard's father? Because he would have been too old. Picard's like her age. Okay. Not for her. Now, um, where do you come up with this? Well, she obviously she you know hooked up with Riker's dad. Yes, right. And so I just figured that she pretty much in order to get I don't know leverage over the rest of the crew. That's what's happened. 
Blackmail. So, yeah. Get, like, yeah. Photos of She's supposed to, no, not even blackmail. Just, I want you to feel awkward when you talk to me. That's <laughs> why they, they, my saggy tits when you talk to me. That, that's like, oh, my saggy they're, they're sitting in the officer's, you know, mess, you know, eating dinner, and she just looks up, makes eye contact with somebody, and goes, I totally did you, She's like eating a hot dog. She looks at, <laughs> she looks at Riker and goes, Your dad came inside of me. <laughs> oh, my God, lady. You're fucking crazy. <laughs> So, what's that sound? <laughs> what was that noise? That was Haley coming uh, home. Okay, all right, all right. Uh, Sean, she, isn't she at school? Shouldn't she be at the university? Oh, what does she do and what does she work? Where does she work? Uh, she works at an office supply store. Ah. Pens and pencils and things. Nice. Got to gotta slang them pencils, Jack. Yeah. Yeah, she took a year off to save money for college, so... She nice. the debt, which is smart. Yeah. She, uh, but yeah, so the black chick is all like, hey, holla at your boy. And he's all like, what up? So yeah, he starts grabbing at her arm going, hey, hey, girl, hey, girl, come here. Hey, girl, come here. Hey, girl. That's only if she walks by. If she walks by, you got to grab her elbow. Yeah. Hey, girl, let me talk to you. See, she walked 10 hours through the promenade. <laughs> Just wait for a black dude. <laughs> There are no fucking black guys on this station. I've been walking around for like three days. What the fuck? And she finally sees Cisco and she's like, I guess you'll do. And they're thirsty. Yeah, you look like you're in the mood for some vagina. And since she has vagina ears. Commander of a station. Wow. Wow, I landed a good penis. Hey. Penis with health insurance. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so they're talking, and he's all like, "I would love to show you around the station, maybe in my quarters, and you could see my bed and my mattress when I'm shoving your face into it when I'm fucking you." From- <laughs> hey, where'd she go? <laughs> she go? <laughs> it usually works. I what is she a telepath? Perhaps I've said too much. And as soon as I've I watched this episode twice. First time I saw it, I was like, she's energy. She's got to be. She's the energy. Because I've seen enough Star Trek episodes to know that she's some form of energy. <laughs> like, I don't know. If she could have been, like, maybe some kind of changeling or something. Like, if, if they had gone down that storyline. Like, you know? Odo? Yeah, shifter. What if it was Odo just fucking with him? That would have been the best episode ever. That would have been the best cold opening ever. And then something else happened. Like, the whole yeah. rest of the episode. Instead of. Instead of her disappearing like Batman, every time he turns around, it's Odo standing there like, uh, what were you saying, Commander? Like rubbing Just gaslighting him. No, no, there's, every time he turns around, there's a chair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> always there. Bitch, I tripped over this chair. Odo, you motherfucker. And the chair just starts laughing and hops away. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess, like, what is this, Pee-wee's Playhouse? <laughs> I wonder if each series the amazing science fiction shit that we see each week on those series, if that's the first time it's happened. It's like, you know, the original series, all those amazing things were only amazing things that happened to the crew of the Enterprise. Mm-hmm. And then TNG comes out. Only the things that we see in TNG are the amazing things. All the other ships is just regular run-of-the-mill shit. There's no... Ex- I don't know, man. I think it's kind of... So well, whenever... Go ahead, Dennis. I was going to say, whenever a different ship does it, they usually die first, and then the Enterprise comes up and sees their burning, you know, smoldering ship remains in space. Maybe wacky wacky shit happens whenever they turn the cameras on? I don't know. Well, no, I just think that, you know, that's why, like, Cisco wouldn't think, oh, she's energy. That's how she's able to disappear, because it's never happened to anybody else. He didn't watch the last series. He didn't watch... TNG because he yeah. doesn't like Picard. Well, I, 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 my instant as a viewer who knows Star Trek, I said she's energy. If I was um, Cisco, I go, oh no, stop fucking with me. That'd be the first thing that I would say. Oh no, it's just fucking with me. That's all. Oh no! <laughs> but neither hologram because they do that shit. Yeah, yeah, it's it's Quark trying to lure you into the holodecks. He's got some some new technology and shit where he's all like, yeah, I want you kind of. <laughs> quarters. Wait, this is the fucking quark, you motherfucker. Just enter your credit card information. (laughs) I'm fitting to do that. To continue. That would be a really good episode, I think. 
To continue this conversation, please insert three bars of gold pressed latinum into my vagina. I'll do anything. <laughs> minuet, don't leave. No. Yeah, this has a minuet vibe to it. This this feels like a lot of those episodes. It's a minuet vibe. It's it's a uh, yeah. It's it's the episode where the one guy uh, with the where Picard goes back and gets his fucking his his uh his saddle because he doesn't want to listen to the the blowhard guy. Yep. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of <laughs> moving Star Trek parts here. <laughs> now the guy, Doctor, I don't know, Silatex or whatever. The yeah, fuck. Gideon is his Gideon. Um, you may re recognize his voice from a shit ton of narration that he's done over the years for yeah. National Geographic and, and biography. Dude, he's amazing. Like, this guy's fucking awesome. He's also in Columbo yeah. a few times. Yes. He was the narrator for the in-movie movie in Jurassic Park, where they're going on the tour. Ah, okay. You know, where do dinosaurs come from? That's him. Interesting. Well, uh, in the episode, the way he shows up is, uh, I guess they're doing an experiment where they're trying to reignite a dead star. So they're trying to reignite a dead sun, and this guy Gideon is some uh, blowhard genius science guy who's a terraformer who basically, that, that means he builds planets? Yeah, well, he yeah. changes planets to be more Earth-like. Okay, all right. Yeah, this is like the uh, next generation of the Genesis device people. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, that makes sense. And he's all fucking super amped on himself. I mean, this dude is awesome. I would watch a spinoff show just about this guy. Like, his mm-hmm. earlier exploits, like, that would be amazing. Because he rules so much. And, yeah. and he's just, I mean, this dude is literally just chewing up the screen. I mean, oh, yeah. just, I mean, he's pulverizing every ounce of, of set and, and celluloid and just fucking crushing it. It's awesome to watch. I really enjoyed him. But yeah, so he's doing that and he's hanging out with Dax and he's just kicking. He was like, I'm the fucking best. The way to think about it is he's like space Ric Flair. Like <laughs> picture Ric Flair in outer space. I'm best. And that's who this guy is. Like, that's who he is. It's perfect. It's so wonderful. Yeah. Like, I yeah, if think, he would just woo a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> he would totally, I even think it's at one point he told Cisco, he's like, I'll let you borrow my insulation suit, but I think you'd get lost in the arms. You understand? And Cisco's like, oh. <laughs> and everybody loves him and everybody's excited that he's there. But uh, it's really great. It's, he's awesome. I love Gideon. Gideon Flair. That's his- <laughs> I like it. Woo! It's like you don't even care that he's such an egomaniac because he's just so cool all the time. Yeah, like he's he's got that sweet goatee that's really big, but then he's got the white streak in the middle, and you're like, this fucking dude knows how to party. Like he just rules. <laughs> he's been married and divorced several times, just like Ric Flair. Yeah, he's like Space Jaja Gabor. He's just awesome, and he's all bragging about how great he is. It's just like it's like this dude rules. Uh, I love Star Trek sometimes. <laughs> like I just do. Like it just. I was watching this guy. I was like, man, this is awesome. Yeah, this is just fun to watch. Definitely some memorable characters, and he's he's one of the top ones. Yeah, so far he's he's been probably one of the better, like I guess guest stars. Mm-hmm. It seems like, and I don't know what it is about this show, but everyone seems very subdued. Like even some of the ways that like Cisco speaks, it's like he's a robot trying to figure out how humans interact with each other. And sometimes the words that come out of his mouth come out awkwardly and weird. Like, does anybody else get that? Or is it just me? I can kind of get that. I can see what you're saying. Yeah. Like that at one point where he's talking about, uh, uh, about what he's trying to find her. It's later on in the episode. He asks Odo where she is. And he's like, and she's wearing red. And it's like, it's just so weird. Like he's just a weird fucking dude. Like, I, like maybe he's got cabin fever or something. In that scene, I think he was turned on, and he oh, was yeah, totally. trying not to. Turn well, he off. was hoping that if he he would turn into her. Yes, but like not yet, not yet. There's another. There's another example of it where it's just like the words that are coming out of his mouth just seem so foreign and strange. I'll try to watch it and bring it up next week, but it's not the first time that I felt like he's not a real human being with real emotions. Like he's treats like he's trying to mirror whatever someone is doing for him or to him, and it just seems strange. I think that's more. Like to he's do doing with some kind of improv exercise. Yeah, it's just weird. 
I think it's more to do with Avery Brooks. Is uh, that's his Kirkism? He, yeah, he's just kind of a strange guy. You know, if you've life. seen the interviews with him, you're just like, okay, this guy is on a different level. Okay. Yeah. So or he's, he's high. Or he's high as a giraffe's ass. Yeah. Yeah. All the interviews I've seen of him, he's got to be high. Like, there's no question. On on weed or on dope or on, like coke on coke or like no no. <laughs> he's like a crack. He just sounded like uh, John Stewart from Half Baked yeah. on weed. <laughs> 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 Have you ever done Cisco High? Have you ever done Cisco on weed? <laughs> it's a great movie. Um, but yeah, so it's just, I don't know, a lot of the a lot of the stuff seems very subdued. I think it's also why I like Quark, because he just doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, this dude, I mean, god damn, this guy's amazing. Like, just watch this episode. He's awesome. Like, he's just fucking great. Everything about him. And then later on, I guess a couple scenes later, we see uh, uh, the hot black chick again. Who's what's her name? Finna. Finna. I'm, I'm Finna. Finna <laughs> go on the ship, and I'm Finna oh, turn into somebody else. Finna put my dick in that ass. I'm Finna suck your cock, Cisco. <laughs> Whoa. Finna. Finna hide. Finna let you run up all up in my guts. I'm Finna call <laughs> child protective if you don't stop touching your son. Jesus. Whoa, God. dude. Whoa. Um, so what happens here? I feel like I'm talking too much. Someone else talk. Finna. I was, I was finna talk, but... You know. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, uh, what was Is it? this where they have the awkward dinner scene? They all go to dinner at the... Well, that was after they go up on the pylon and look down at the station on their second finna date. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they mm-hmm. go get their picnic basket. Yeah, and he's like, oh, tell me about yourself. And I couldn't tell if she just freaked out because no man had ever asked her that question before or if, you know, something was up. But she, you know, like, oh, got to go. <laughs> I got to get out of here. So he's asking about She was definitely family. giving off like a, a sex slave vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she, was, she wasn't supposed to be out and about. Some human trafficking going on here. Well, sex you know. slave. What? Maybe she's hiding on the Prometheus, which, considering what happens at the end of the episode, I thought naming the ship Prometheus in this episode was a little on the nose. But, uh, no, so she's this mystery woman, but she exists because he has the conversation with Dax when he gets back to the office the next day. Yeah. Dax is like, yeah, I saw you with, you know, Bimbet last night, you know, Dish. You know, one, you know, Give me all the deets, buddy boy there, you know? Yeah, let me know what happened. As she starts rubbing her clit, she's like, tell me all about it. And he's like, we didn't do anything yet. He's like, you're a fucking dickhole. And she just leaped. I was hoping to twat for a while, and you fucked it up, you stupid idiot. (laughs) Even if you had real emotions like a human. (laughs) It's not being all awkward. Wind-up robot. Yeah, some kind of machine. I think Dennis is. I think Dennis is rubbing his clit up there, bro. His hands are. I wear your mm. hands, Dennis. They just disappear for just, a second. Just thinking about it. Mm. Wait a minute. That's not a microphone. <laughs> I'll just click in my mouse. <laughs> click, 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 click. Yeah, but Dax is totally wanting to hear the deets. And you have a cute little moment with Dax and uh, and Cisco, where she's like, "Oh, but you would tell fucking Kieran or whatever the fuck his name was his name." Uh, say it right. Curzon. Curzon. You tell Curzon. She's like, "Well, fuck you, bitch." And then they fight. <laughs> like they take out their battles. They well, you know, battling to the death fight. Yeah. You know, then they start wrestling, and you know, they're <laughs> trying to figure out, you know, how this, you know, three way when Fitness shows up, and you know, now Dax is there, and and it's like, is it too hot for TV? Yeah, that'd be too hot for TV. Yeah. Having. Having a biracial threesome on, uh, you know, syndication in the 90s? No, man, that ain't happened. (laughs) We finally get to see how far down the spots go. I mean, (laughs) it's too much to handle. Mm, That sounds too hot for TV, bro. That'd be behind the Patreon wall for uh, DS9. (laughs) You'd have to get all up in that shit. Man, their donations would go sky high. <laughs> but yeah, um, so I thought that was a cute little moment between the two of them. And then, 
your boy Cisco throws a baseball at her. She's like, bitch, I can't catch. What the fuck is this? Uh, this this <laughs> object you hurl it in my direction. Uh, we don't have baseball on true. <laughs> I'm a slug. I got a slug inside me. <laughs> Slugs can't catch. <laughs> uh, what happens next? Uh, that's when they have the dinner scene on Prometheus. Is that the pr- okay? Okay, I thought we had to go with the Odo scene. There was the Odo oh, scene. No, there's the Odo scene where he's like, "That's right." Finder was that? After yeah, the he sends him to go find her, and um, I guess he ultimately says like, "Oh no, there's nobody like that on this ship." Because yeah. Odo totally gives him the gas face. He's like, "All right, well, what does she look like?" He's like, "She's wearing red," and then he just whipped his cock out. And he's like, "Dude, come on, bro. I mean, bro." Come on. Come on. Put it away. His only description is her height and that she's brown. Yeah. And that's you. I just found there you are. There's there's honestly more details in the lyrics of the lady in red than the details that (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking for this black chick in a red dress. They say she's wearing uh, wearing red, black, and one point six meters. There you are. No, it's not me. It's a lady. Oh. And what happens though, is now Odo's going to start pulling over every black person he finds because they suspect. Right. Mm-hmm. He, he just gave him permission to virtually yeah. profile every yeah. black person that comes on the stage. He was waiting for that anyway. He wanted to, you know, he just needed, like, just a hint of suspicion. You know, what we didn't people. see is when he was leaving, they were going on their way to dinner on the Prometheus. You see one of uh, Odo's deputies has Jake, like, jammed up against <laughs> Fits a profile. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. But, you know, like, I wouldn't mind dress. racial profiling if there was a possibility of sex afterwards. That would be okay if with me. there was a possibility of sex. <laughs> That's funny. Then Cisco just bangs them all because, so I have to be sure. Close enough. It is. Close enough. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so then they have the dinner scene, and then fucking Captain Boisterous is all bragging about how awesome he is. And then, you know what, man? I mean, I got to say, uh, Kira in this one sucks. Like, just shut your fucking stupid Bajoran hole and let this guy rule. Yeah. Try to write on his stupid part. murderer. Yeah. Well, yeah, you murderer. Yeah, well, what about that, Benjamin? Last week, she killed somebody in, like, cold blood, bro. What about what happened to that? How do you feel about that? Shit happens. She How fucking, come nobody ever talks about it in the Star Trek community? Yeah, like she just killed a dude. Cause like, did you watch the episode? No. Okay, so I, what happens is like, um, your boy Quark is is trying to do a job for this hot Bajoran chick. Um, come to find out that the hot Bajoran chick was married to a guy who ran a shop on DS Nine when it was during the the occupation, but he was a sympathizer. Mm-hmm. So uh, Kira broke into his shop to find the list, but she didn't find the list. Um, but while she was looking for it, the dude came in and he, he killed her. Like she killed him. Mm. So like she's a murderer, right? Like there's, and, and she tried to play it like, well, it was either him or me. Like, no, not bitch. You broke into a store and then fucking killed him. Like that's some cold blooded shit. But was he a sympathizer? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so so? You're, you're okay with that then. Like just because... He's a Bajora. He's a he's a Cardassian sympathizer. You're okay with Kira murdering him? Yeah, considering what the Bajorans went through under the occupation, I I can I can say that was justifiable. Yeah, mm. it, it wasn't right. I mean, no, but I'm not. Gene gonna- Roddenberry is rolling over in his fucking grave right now. <laughs> like he's literally <laughs> spitting in his grave. Because uh, 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 my greatest disciple has turned to the dark side. That and like yeah, just, one I of mean, the after seventy years of occupation, having families, you know, destroyed, having people shot in front of their children. Yeah, if, if yeah, but this guy just wanted a little extra money to get some ginger tea, baby. He wasn't doing anything that bad. I just need some tea, baby. I got some. I need it for my digestive tract. Okay. <laughs> Then, I got yeah. the bubble guts. I, I, I got my I got my tea. Um, sorry about your family, but I got my tea. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm I'm gonna have trouble. You with know it. what? Their families were screwed, anyways. <laughs> like if he wasn't selling them out, somebody else would have. Why not make a little money off of it? <laughs> mm, damn, Dennis. You, yeah, I just think it's fucked up. 
<laughs> I would have liked to have known that going in. Like, oh, yeah, by the way, she'd be murdering people. Yeah. Who knew about it? I mean, I mean, did she, like, drop a gun on his hand and go, oh, self-defense? <laughs> Basically, she sprinkled some crack on him and yeah. walked away. I mean, did she cry? Because that usually helps. She did a little she, bit. She kind of like, I just wanted to tell you, but I didn't know what to do. I thought he was yeah, going but to she kill was, She was upset because she got caught. She wasn't sorry that she did it. She was sorry that she got caught. Okay. But she killed a sympathizer, so, you know. But did she apologize? No. No. Why, why well, she said if she apologized, then, then everything's okay. All you have to do is just apologize. You're good. I just think about the French whores that were uh, Nazi sympathizers. And after the war, they shaved their heads and ran them out of town. Hmm, interesting. So we should have just shaved their heads and ran them out of town? Mm-hmm. As opposed to just blasting his ass? Well, yeah, but see, they had the advantage. They were French whores. They had a useful purpose, so you don't want to kill them. <laughs> Old God damn. guy. Hmm. Wow. Damn. Yeah, I mean, that was hardcore. Well, no, if, if, if you fuck a Nazi to survive, that's one thing. If you sell out somebody across the streets, you know, their family gets killed because of you, that, that's different. Yeah, no, I get that, but I mean... Uh, so you, you, you fuck one, you get the shaved head, you sell out uh, your own kind, you uh, get one of those backroom Bajoran blasts. Bam! But the, the, my problem with it was the way she worded it. She's like, it was either him or me. It's like, no, it wasn't because you broke into a store. Mm-hmm. So, like, you went in there looking for trouble, and then tr- you got trouble, and then you killed his ass. Like, that's where that's where she loses me. Like, if she would have been like, yeah, yeah you know, uh, I just we found out that he was a sympathizer. Like, we cornered him. He attacked me. I was even telling Dennis, what did I say? Like, they could have just wrote it as, like, uh, Something like maybe the gun went off accidentally or something like that. That was a struggle. Yeah, yeah or like there was another. She had a partner or yeah, something like that. she had a like partner that. who killed him, and that's why he jetted. But she just was like, yeah, it was either him or me. Like, no, nah, bitch, you broke into his store. And like, well, who, who knew it was him or her? Yeah, that, which says it's either him or me. It was either him or me. Was there anybody to disprove it? Nah. Then you learned something about her as a character. That we've had eight years at this point of, you know, happy utopia Starfleet and and Gene's vision of the future is, oh, we all get along and it's all happy and we give each other boat races and and (laughs) nobody complains about anything and everything is free. Why would you complain about jerking off? You wouldn't, but the Bajorans aren't us. Mm -hmm. Bajorans have lived through some shit. So Mm -hmm. this is explaining her as a character that, you know, while... They're civilized now after the occupation. She doesn't hold to the same moral standards as our little, you know, happy. Yeah, yeah. You don't agree at all with that. It makes this show a lot more interesting, but um, like basically Odo's like, okay, I forgive you. And then that's it. Like it never comes up ever again that she killed somebody. She killed somebody. So Kira, the murderer, (laughs) the lying murderer. She done killed a dude. I mean, it was either him or me. It was either. Him. I mean, I broke into his place of business, looking to steal some shit. But you know, when he when he confronted me about it, I had to shoot him because it was him or me. Him or me. Him or me. See, remember, Odo got appointed as a constable by yeah back in well back in the day uh, under the Cardassians. Yeah, well, they. I mean, they showed all that in last week's episode. It was awesome. Yeah, this was his first case. Yeah. It was a really good episode. I would go back and watch it. It had like a Blade Runner vibe to it. Yeah. I, I kind of remember it, but I don't think I've seen that one since it was on TV. It was good. We liked it. I think we gave it a seven, Dennis. Yeah, you gave it an eight. I think I gave it a seven. Something like that. It was good, man. It was good. But anyway. On it, this episode. On this episode. So uh, so Kira's like, man, this guy sucks. And everybody should have just fucking punched her. But then she would have killed them all and be like, hey, it was them or me. <laughs> them or me. <laughs> These potatoes are a little cold. Oh, you or me. <laughs> bang, 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 bang. She shoots up the joint. So anyway, so um, so he's like, yes, you know, the food will be prepared by my wife. She's my inspiration. My wife is this black chick. And it comes out. And, of course, it's the black chick that we saw earlier. She has a different name. So did anybody – I mean, this was the first time you guys watched this, right? Mm-hmm. This For this show. You didn't watch yes. it back in the day. 
So did you not expect that to be? Of course. I mean, no, it was obvious. Yeah, it was. Okay. I mean, like, it was so obvious because she's my inspiration. She's the love of my life. The reason I live, the reason I science so well. Uh, <laughs> she's the best. She's the best wife. She's the best looking wife. It's either her or me. It's either her or me. And it's also cool because she's black. Here she is. See, I, I'm I'm not racist because I've got a, a black wife with two pointed ears on each. Side. I, I married one of them. Yeah, yeah. So they're they're they're. they're I'm, I'm totally very racist and, and 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 cool. The only thing that would have made this episode better, in my opinion, is if uh, uh, Dax would have just been like, "Doom," and then and then they went to commercial, and that would have been it for me. I'm like, this is the best Star Trek episode ever. Like there's no reason to even continue the podcast. Like that's it. Show's over. Everybody's done. Well, she did the closest thing though when she you know looked at Cisco and she's like, "Well, we've got something to talk about now." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was good. Which is good. We'll forge on with the podcast. But if she just would have looked at Cisco and just went, "Podcast's over, son. We can't do. I can't." Maybe do the whole. Like fell out deaf comedy jam style. That shit would have been the best. Yeah. For some reason, there's a lady in a in a uh, big bird dress laughing and falling on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's seen the lady in the big bird dress, haven't yeah, they? I think I think she was a paid extra to just be there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and the white guy in the front row. Oh, look at the white guy in the front row. Hello, white man. Hello, white man. Yeah. Like every every week, I think there was just a, he was a plant. <laughs> yeah, he would just sit there with his hand over his mouth. You know that was that was uh, that was Brian Cranston. That was his first gig in Hollywood. He was the white <laughs> comedy like, That was his job. Look, check he his I- that yeah, check his IMDb page. <laughs> I did not know that. It really kind of stands out there. <laughs> Deaf comedy jam. <laughs> White guy in front row. It was an eight thousand episodes with black woman. <laughs> wow, eight thousand episodes. You don't say, huh? So, so yes, yeah, so, hamburger. <laughs> so yeah, so then you've got the whole dinner conversation. Cisco is just mean bugging this bitch the whole time, like just. And they say the tax like she pretended like she don't even know me. Yeah, no kidding, dummy. Like her husband's sitting right there, and she's fucking you know talking all romantic with your ass. She's gonna be like, oh, what's up, my motherfucker, yeah. dude? Like he yeah. should he should really be like impressed and thinking like, hell yeah, this could actually work, man. Yeah, I can plane it off. <laughs> yeah, dude, but he's like just. This is some bullshit and fuck her. I mean, somebody's gonna have a transporter accident. <laughs> so I'm thinking Dax is next to him, thinking, "Wait, so is the three-way going to be a foursome now? Is how it's <laughs> happening here?" Yeah, I was un- I was unimpressed. I gotta tell you, I was unimpressed by Cisco's game here. Just completely unimpressed. Yeah, He's acting like a schoolboy bitch. Like, come on, dude. Halfway through dinner, you know, Gideon looks up. He's sees Cisco mean mugging his wife and he's like, have you been banging my fucking wife too? <laughs> Jesus Everybody has. Everybody but me. This is, this is horse shit. Oh my God. So then I told her it was okay as long as I could watch. <laughs> it's cu- a cuckold. A cuckold is a cuckold. <laughs> so they, nasty little worm. They have the whole moment where uh, um like he's telling the story about how he met her. He's like, "This is my fourth wife." Did he say fourth wife? I think so. And he's like, "She fell in love with me because they were me, they were honoring me with a statue on her home planet, and she had no other choice. She was starstruck, I tell you, starstruck." And she, and you could just see the look of regret on this woman's face. Like she's just like, "Oh my god, I fucking hate my life. Like I wish I was dead." Someone please fucking open up the fucking portal of this ship to send me into the space vacuum, baby. The space vacuum. Nope, please, as long as nobody asks for the recipe, I can make it through the evening. Just don't ask. (laughs) Oh, this is a lovely meal. I would love to have the recipe. Well, first, you take potatoes and you grind them (laughs) at exactly 500 degrees Kelvin, which isn't really... 
you know, impressive, except it's very hot. But most people on Earth don't know what Kelvin is. It's actually just about 145 degrees. I don't know. It's metric. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. I thought you were doing a really good job. I, I was. I, I, he was flying up until he started cooking. And, you know. Yeah, he was real annoying. That, that, that part was, yeah. He, he could wear on you. I, I start to, you know, maybe, uh, I mean, Crooked Kira, she had the right thing. You know, Lock her up. Lock her up. <laughs> this guy's a blowhard. Um, she's like, oh, yeah, he's so great. Just ask him. No, he's pretty great, dude. I think he's awesome. I mean, he is. I just like he's he's got the personality where you don't mind how braggadocious he is, unlike right. some people who are braggadocious. Yeah, he's fucking space. He's absolutely, he's fucking space Rick Flair, bro. Like he's awesome. Yeah. I mean, he's got his gators. Yeah. He's got the <laughs> biggest spaceship on the big side. <laughs> like this guy's awesome. I love him. I would tell him to give him a pass for like being boring and sitting there and reading his recipe because he's just so cool otherwise. Yeah, because the way you're thinking, like, man, look at that guy. That guy is pimp as shit and he's got a hot black wife. He's got fucking rules. Like, I can't think of anybody cooler than a big old man braggadocious with a hot ass black wife. He's like, yep, I got it. (laughs) I'm going to restart the sun, baby. (laughs) Yeah, dude. He's going to fucking restart a sun, man. That's. I mean, come on. That's the pimpest shit in the whole wide world. I mean, his last line in the show is just a definition of who he is. <laughs> totally. It's, it's, I don't want to say it because we haven't got there yet. But, and, but like, he's all, but I mean, he's just like, yeah. And, and Dax is all like, well, that's if it works. He's like, fuck you, bitch. It's going to work. You know who the fuck I am? <laughs> I've been inventing shit and doing awesome stuff since before your fucking trail was born, bitch. I'm the coolest motherfucker on the planet. In the galaxy. And nobody's cool as me. Nobody. A crystal glass in the backseat day Chevrolet Jack. Nobody lived this way. And he's just like, it's fucking awesome. Like, I just got So he's he's Ric Flair plus Dusty Rhodes? Holy he's shit. Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes put together as one space. Nature Boy American Dream. Yep. The nature dream. Forged in the heart of a star. Yes. This motherfucker is going to try to relight a star. He doesn't care who knows. He's like, fuck yeah, I'm going to do it. You don't think I can? You dumb. (laughs) It would be great, like, every time that he walks onto the bridge of the Prometheus, they have to play the Space Odyssey 2001 (laughs) theme song. (laughs) I'm thinking there's the one time they don't, and he just stays on the elevator. Whoa. Yeah. The door, and the captain's like, uh, something wrong. Uh, where's my fucking music? Walk-on music? (laughs) Yes, where's my walkout music? I'm going I, back to I my believe room. there's a video package as well. If you guys can't, I'm going back to my quarters to fuck my hot black wife. If you guys can't get this shit straight down, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be balls deep in this hot black lady living in my quarters who dreams about being with other men. <laughs> Let me know when you're ready to terraform. All right. When you're ready to terraform, you can play my music. When you're ready for me to create life on this dead rock that millions of people will be transported to ensuring them a better future. Let me know. Until then, I'm be fucking my old lady house. <laughs> they leave. So they're like, God damn, who's going to sweep up all this glitter? What the fuck? <laughs> Miles comes along with a broom. <laughs> you can never get all this shit. God, it's so hard to get out of the carpet. I told them use you know the the wood floors, but they went through the carpet, and it, it, this is what you get. I mean, I, I'm going to vacuum this like five times, and it's still not going to be out. You'll find fucking glitter here like in a decade. <laughs> Bullshit. You know, Warp did this on season one once, and uh, you know when he got promoted to security officer, boom, the glitter. That shit was there when I left. <laughs> I mean, you think you get it all, and then you move something, and you're like, fuck, more glitter. Fucking glitter. And, you know, I was wrestling with Wesley. Wrestling with Wesley. I go home, and I've got glitter on my face, and, and Keiko's like, Miles, did you go to the club again? <laughs> no, bitch. I was wrestling with 
Who's on the bridge? That's fine. I'd like to think that's the popular thing to do on the Enterprise is wrestle Wesley. If somebody sees him in the hall. Hey, Wesley, you want to go? No. No, that, that's the thing. is It has to be on the bridge and it has to be unexpected. Yeah. Where it's just like, you know, he's he's like coming out of the, the, the ready room, just kind of looking, you know, dodging around the corners. He's making it to the, the turbo lift. Up so now from behind the, the rail. There he is. Got him. This <laughs> <laughs> is jumps up. He's just his, like. His reggae shirt blazing. <laughs> <laughs> like he, he has to take it off and have his singlet, his reggae singlet is underneath. <laughs> his reggae singlet. <laughs> Oh, see, unless you've you've tuned into the bridge wrestling, you, you just don't know. I mean, you're talking about Ric Flair and stuff, but the bridge wrestling was that. Yeah. Yeah. It's also homoerotic. That's what the statue in War's room is of. It's of the greatest match ever for bridge wrestling. If you zoom in, I go back, and especially now that they've cleaned up and put the Blu-rays on the Netflix, AP, yeah. if, if you zoom in on the, uh, the statue, you can actually see the glitter. So... It's there, man. It, it's there, bro. Wesley, Wesley actually left the Enterprise after Ensign Brock Lesnar showed up. He's like, no, fuck this. No, I'm out of here. I'm going to Indian Planet. I'm going to Indian Planet. Yeah, and they, they were like, yeah, young Wesley, welcome to our planet. Have you ever heard of Indian wrestling? <laughs> God damn it. No, come back, traveler. Come back. Oh, Mr. Three Fingers. Why are you not here? Stick them in my butt. So then, um, so then uh, the old braggadocious Gideon's like, "Well, let's go check out some more of my cool shit." And then his wife starts cleaning up, and your boy kind of lingers behind. He's like, "So you ain't gonna say nothing?" And she's like, "I don't know who the fuck you are. are you, I mean, you just gonna pretend that you don't know me? What? What is the name? What's her name? Uh, fuck, Fitton. The Dale. Yeah, Fitna." Finna, you ain't gonna let me uh, finna your pussy. <laughs> He's like, and she kind of stops. She's like, I told you I don't know who you are. And you're like, what the fuck is wink, that? wink? Yeah, like, what is happening here? What, what is the meaning of this? And I'm just thinking, like, he's kind of dumb for talking about this shit when her husband's right in the other room. Oh, I mean, her. it is, it, it's a bitch move, but at the same time, too, it's also like, he doesn't give a fuck. He's like, I'm going a, I'm to a get this bitch. Like, I don't give a fuck. I mean, her husband, fuck him. What's he going to do? He's the old ass. I'll fuck him up. I, I punch Q in the face. Like, fuck, fuck this dude. So it is kind of, it's somewhat, but it's gangster as fuck too, I think. You know? Yeah, like, like the gangster move like- would have been like during a, during a dinner, you know? Like so. So, anyways, you're not gonna tell your husband about us, huh? <laughs> oh, uh, you weren't just quiet last night on the promenade. When I was sticking my fingers in your chach. Smell my fingers, Gideon. Smell my fingers. If he had said, here's the thing, though, is that if he had said something, Gideon knows about the situation. I mean, the you know what leads to this. Yes. So it would have been like boom. He's like, ah, oh, shit, this again. Right. Yeah. And been done with yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, uh, her space ghost. Yeah. Space <laughs> ghost. <laughs> She's got a SpaceX ghost that just goes out and tries to fuck stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. That is pretty awesome. I think I read about this in Doctor Strange. So yeah, so you got the um. So then he tells Odo, like, look, I found her um, on the ship. He's like, yeah, that shit ain't happening. Nobody left the ship. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? And he's like, oh, snap, this bitch is fucking, what the fuck? And then so he's going back into his quarters, and all of a sudden she shows up, and he's like, hey, I'm here for you. And he's like, what the fuck is going on? This Some parent trap shit. And then they have a little conversation, and then they kiss, and he makes this weird, really weird sound when she disappears into energy because she's energy. I'm, you know, as as a former sailor, I want to know the the dickhole that's the captain of the Prometheus. They've been docked there for how many days, and nobody has been allowed to go ashore. <laughs> but you said on the ship. I mean, I gotta let I'm the. Pretty sure that's. Girls. Yeah, that's probably Gideon's thing. I agree with Dennis. He's like nobody leaves this ship. 
Only me. Yeah. Fuck you guys. Honestly, everybody who has made a planet livable and plans to buy a star, you get to go ashore. Well, if they Every- left, they would have just tracked the glitter into Deep Space Nine, you know. Yeah, yeah it's true. And, and Cisco would have been pissed about all the glitter. Well, maybe they were, they were going to come aboard, and Odo was at the airlock, and he's like, whoa, 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 glitter people. Hold it right there. It's gonna that shit's gonna end up it's gonna end up on my squishy feet and in my bucket, and I'm never gonna get this fucking glitter out of my bucket. Fuck you guys, get out. Stay on your ship. Or you have to go through like an a an Andromeda strain, like nine level layer of deglitterfication where they melt off your first layer of skin and shit. But they still the still piece of glitter gets through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'll it'll always get through. Would you like to go through the nine-step chamber of deglitterization, or would you like to stay aboard your ship? Yes. Or the Silkwood protocol will have to be used. I was thinking about more like, uh, you know, the, what was it, the 12 monkeys? Oh, yeah. You, know, the, you get the brushes and the hoses and stuff. See, I just thought I'd, I just thought I'd draw it a strain. I remember that as a kid in the, in the book when I read that in high school. Oh, cool. That's a yeah, good book. It was a good book. But anywho... Anywho. Anywho. Where are we at? So she's the only one who's not come off the ship. It can't be her. What the hell's going on? This is crazy. This is crazy town. And then Cisco gets real ballsy when they're trying to figure out when they're going to leave for the ship. And they're, they're taking off on the Prometheus. And then all of a sudden Cisco's like, I'm coming. I'm coming with you guys. Right and I just did. <laughs> I'm coming with you. And then Dax is like, Dax. Every time, Dax. And Dax is like, do you think this is a good idea? And he's like, I got to know what's going on with her. So he's like, damn, son. I mean, you're the fucking commander of this space station. And you're just going to hop aboard this ship and maybe put this, this once-in-a-lifetime scientific opportunity in, in jeopardy so you can find out the secret of the mystery, ho? Like, you, what the fuck? Yeah, I am. Yeah. He's like, it's been four years. <laughs> Look at her. And Titty's just right. Goddamn right I'm going to go and risk everything. She's like a space Pam Greer. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> With Vulcan ears, man. Double Vulcan. Yeah. You know what oh, that means? Double Vulcan. On. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. So um, so he hops aboard, and then while he's there, like, uh, I forget what happened at this point. Uh, it gets kind of fuzzy here for me. Oh, she goes into, like, some kind of weird catatonic state or something? Yeah. And uh, and she shows up on the ship, right? Well, why is it Finna shows – she Finna show up on the ship. Yeah, Finna's on the ship with <laughs> – With uh, Cisco. They have their uh, conversation. You can't be here. And then we find out yeah, that Dax scan. Yeah, Dax sure. scans her and she's she has no readings, she's not yeah. real. And then all of a sudden Gideon's like, What the fuck? You again? And then uh he's like, This is a she's a telepath, a projection telepath, and my wife hates me and she hates her life. So uh she projects this thing, this person out into the world to get dick. And attention and affection that I don't give her. So it's like that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> so this woman is so sad and so depressed and hates her husband so much that she is willing to almost kill herself to have some sort of joy that she'll never know. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe he wasn't all that great after all. Well, but the problem is these been like Cisco's like, well, why don't you guys just get divorced? And he's like, well, we can't. These people mate for life. And then you hear the dun 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 wah, music in the background. And <laughs> it, I mean, she's literally willing to let herself die because she hates him that much. That's hardcore. It's not that she hates him. It's just that he's got a tiny penis. Yeah, a tiny white schlong. <laughs> just itty bitty little Trump sized penis. She needs a mandingo like Cisco. Or Dax. <laughs> or O'Brien or all of them. She just wants something else. She wants the DS9 train. Yeah. <laughs> Odo's bringing in the rear. Choo-choo. Mm. 
They call Time me for the, the promenade. <laughs> they call me the caboose because I put it in your ass. <laughs> oh, Ben, that was that was dirty. I didn't expect that from you, but you are a former sailor, so yeah. <laughs> and so then, <laughs> some more shit happens, and uh, uh, Gideon figures out the only way he's going to save her life. Is to steal a shuttle and and start the sun, and kill himself. That'll save her. So he really loves her. He's gonna kill him, kill himself to save her. But he's he's still in love with himself enough that he's going to you know get his masterpiece. Yeah. You know he's, he's going to make I think I honestly think it it was more that than. Like doing her behind, because that's why he was like that Klingon poetry and everything. Yeah. He's like, "What can I do if I recreate a star? What could I do next to make it even better? The only way to make it better is if I die doing it, and then they have to name the star after me." You know? Yeah. Yeah. I like to think he's doing it for her, because like he's he even mentioned earlier in the episode that like that's his inspiration, and he knows that she's not happy. She's willing to die because he's such a dickhole, and he even kind of mentioned like, you know, I know I'm hard to love because. I'm such a fucking cocky motherfucker and people hate me after a while because they can't stand my greatness. They just be sipping on haterade. <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> Fuck them. Cause I'm great. But then he, you know, but then he has a change of heart and he's like, you know what, man, I love this woman. Uh, she has to be with me, even though she, she's clearly miserable. I'm just going to do the honorable thing. and I'm going to kill myself. And he and he's and he's boasting about how great he is, and then like, uh, oh, I left you something, Cisco, <laughs> a present. Well, the first present would be my wife, and the second one would be my obituary that I wrote myself, because nobody else can write as good as I do about me. Nobody. <laughs> and the third surprise I left in your stateroom is uh, I shit in one of your socks. <laughs> I left you what's called an upper decker. <laughs> Enjoy it. I just like though he's like, I hope you're recording this. It's pretty spectacular. I am the best. Yeah. Fuck all you guys. Shit. And then uh, as he, they can't get him back because he turned the tractor beam off and he's too f- close to the star. And as he's flying into the star, to reignite it, what does he say, Dennis? Let there be light. <laughs> <laughs> See, actually, we don't hear the light part. What he actually said was, "Let there be life," and he was hoping that they would beam him out. But now he said, "Let there be great." If that was his catchphrase, like every time he terraformed a planet, he's like, <laughs> "Boom! Let there be life, bitch." <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said, and then. Boom, it works like a charm, and he's dead, and uh, she's free. And Cisco's standing there, and she walks over to him, and she's like, I don't know anything that happened. I don't know whatever, but peace, I'm out. Hey, tell me about Fidna. What was she like? I don't know. She's just like you. It was him trying to hook up one more time. He's like, like oh, come back. Hey, it's worth a try. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. It worked last time. Hey, Shorty. What up? And then that's the episode. It's over. <laughs> um, Dennis, what do you think? Uh, I thought it was pretty good. Like, it's getting what's great. I say I'd, I give this like a uh, 6.5. Mm, okay. Uh, ben and Jenny? You know, if if it hadn't been for uh, Gideon, I think I would have rated this episode a lot lower. Like, I feel like it was kind of like the Leia Brahms episode in a lot of ways without him. You know, it was just Cisco kind of being lonely and sad. Uh, <laughs> so I think um, I think I'll give it a five and a half. And see, I think he. I would give it a five and a half without Gideon, but I give it a six and a half with Gideon. Yeah, I agree with I agree with Ben's uh, explanation of it and Dennis as well. Like this episode's average at best. It, it it's kind of like a Frankenstein of Star Trek episodes. Like they just put together yeah. this 
this episode that's pieced together from different the Lydia the the Brahm episode the the light energy episode the yada 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 but Gideon just ties it all together man he's great mm-hmm. Six and a half all the way I think this is the first one in a while that I felt like was kind of like a filler episode it wasn't part of like the the story arc the grand scheme of things yeah. Yeah. Well, except for the wolf three five nine stuff but yeah you know well yeah but. And I kind of think, I mean, see, I'm still in the mindset that uh, pretty much everything between first season and the end of third season is filler. So it's, it's fun for me to find these little, little bright spots. And I'm honestly surprised at how many bright spots there are in the first three seasons. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's mostly bright spots, I would say. I, I, I keep thinking it, it was a lot, you know, it's like, man, this wasn't as exciting the first time. I think through. you went into DS9, you know, right after TNG and you were like, well, TNG was good. Yeah. So I, I had double trek during this time. Yeah. So like you were. Yeah. Double trek. <laughs> All filled with trek. Yeah. So. It was airtight trek. <laughs> trek tight seal. So basically, you were expecting it to be like super awesome, like TNG was its time, and from the it beginning, wasn't. and it didn't have. I, right. I wasn't giving it enough time to grow, yeah. like I did with you know that god awful second season of TNG. I tell you what, man. I mean, if you compare seasons one and two of TNG to one and two of DS Nine, fuck, it's not even close. Yeah, I mean, but see, when I was watching this before, though, it was you know season one and two of TNG was six years ago five years ago yeah yeah yeah. so you know i'd forgotten most of that i mean it's such a different series too than that tng like they take a lot more storytelling risks i think in this yeah uh, one of their one of their main characters characters is a murderer (laughs) (laughs) you know um i i think they're the, the shows are i mean they're very different programs uh Minus the Star Trek name, and that's it. I mean, they're very different, and I, I've been happy. I've been pleased with uh, DS Nine so far. So, I'm really glad you guys are liking it, though. It's it's definitely one of my favorite series. Cisco. The weird part is like most of the people in minus O'Brien because O'Brien's a holdover, so he's good. Mm. But most of the members of the Federation, I'm not crazy about. Like Cisco's okay. He's kind of weird. Uh, Dax is okay. She's kind of just there. Um, O'Brien's cool. Julian's somewhat annoying, I guess. Kind of. He doesn't really do much. It's everybody else. Like I love Quark. I love Odo. Like I like the whole Bajoran thing. Like there's. It's almost like the 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 Federation is kind of outside of my interest at this point for this show. If that makes sense. See, my first time through, the most interesting characters for me were Dax and Odo. Yeah. I mean, th- th- I paid more attention to episodes that focused on them. Like, I love I love Quark. I love Odo. They're just cool characters. See, Quark grew on me. Yeah. Like, he, it's kind of like Pulaski, where I, I hated her at first, but then when I look back, I'm like, oh, my God, she was so great. And, and Quark was pretty much the same thing where I didn't like him at the time, but then by the seventh season, it was like, wait a minute, he's one of my favorite characters. What, what happened? And I don't know when that happened. The best, the best thing about him is he isn't like a stereotypical Ferengi. You know? yes. I mean, he, he kind of is, but he doesn't have the mannerisms that we got used to in TNG. I, um, I just like him because his, his motives are muddy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's not... He's clearly interested in himself, and that's it. And it's very rare for a Star Trek character. I'd say maybe the only one on the show, like that, shows up every weekend and week out. You know, most of them are gung ho, team, 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 rah, rah, rah. And he's kind of like, yeah, you know what? And I'll see where we lie. But, you know? he, but he, what's cool about him is like he finds a way to be compassionate, but always self serving. Like like other Star Trek characters, like Federation guys are always going to sacrifice themselves for for the other people. But Cork is like, well, how do I how do I help people and then serve myself too? And he always seems to find a way to do it. So yeah. I think that's one of the cool things. I dig it. I dig it. I dig you guys, and I dig everybody for listening. So yeah. Um, 
I'm glad you guys aren't snowed in anymore in uh, Virginia Beach and uh, Hampton, respectively. Yeah, it's nice to not be trapped. But I was like, I was kind of enjoying the uh, Xbox vacation at home. <laughs> I get back to work now. That's dumb. Now, what were you playing on Xbox? Uh, the Stick of Truth, the South Park game. Oh, that's cool. It's fantastic. And Harry Potter. And Harry Potter Lego. Nice. That sounds wonderful. Maybe they they need to make a Star Trek Lego game. I'd get into that. That would be pretty fun. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know which movie they would adapt to it. Like, it's just the universe. Just First Contact. <laughs> First Contact. You mean Wrath of Khan? <laughs> First Wrath of Contact. <laughs> First Wrath of Contact Wales. So there you go, everybody. All right. Well, uh, thank you for listening. There'll be a new podcast next week. And uh, that's that, everybody. So have a good time. Rate us on iTunes. I can't believe I'm actually doing this like a real podcast. It feels so weird. Uh, Rate us on iTunes if you listen. uh, And that's that. So we'll talk to you soon. Bye, everybody. Later. Bye. Bye. I don't want to end meeting. I want to stop recording.